Hello and welcome to the latest IC Questions podcast. This is Harriet Klarfeld. Many investors would like to buy into the fast-changing and ever-expanding technology sector, but it can sometimes seem a foregone conclusion that companies operating in this space are high-growth, cash-burning, and unable, or at least unwilling for now, to provide income to shareholders. Even among the US big tech FANG stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix and Google, only Apple pays a dividend. But what about those investors who want to gain exposure to listed tech while also receiving a dividend? Are there specific investment opportunities in tech that combine high growth with good yields? Today, I'll be speaking to Mark Whitehead, manager of the Martin Curry Securities Trust of Scotland. Mark is going to help shed some light on these questions. Mark, thank you for joining me today. Thanks very much. To begin with, Mark, could you give us a brief overview of your portfolio? What are the investment themes you follow and what are the top constituents and specifically what are the top tech holdings? Okay, yeah, so we, um, we have around about 28% of the portfolio today invested in the top 10 uh, positions. Two of those are technology stocks. Um, actually, the, the, the largest uh, holding in the portfolio is Microsoft today uh, at 3.4%, but we also own uh, Taiwan Semiconductor, uh, and we also own uh, paychecks in the tech sector, uh, as well as Apple, uh, Samsung, and TSMC. So uh, we do have quite a bit of tech expe- uh, exposure, um, and we've been building that over the last two years. That's been beneficial to the fund because uh, tech has performed extremely well over the last year, uh, but also over the last three years, returning uh, pretty much double the index if you look at a global sterling uh, return um, from the, the MSCI World, uh, uh, All Countries World Index. Uh, we try to follow a number of different themes uh, that when we invest, and those themes are really uh, allow our companies to invest themselves over the long term to drive revenue growth. Um, so it's not just tech stocks uh, in their own rights that we're looking for. We're also looking for other companies that um, are also using technology to produce strong revenue growth and uh, operating performance and strong earnings and cash flows uh, going forward. So, for example, some of the themes that we are playing today are such as automated cars, where we invest in Continental, uh, which is a German company. Uh, we, we invest in intelligent infrastructure, uh, Transurban, for example, in, the, uh, in Australia, which operates uh, toll roads and is collecting a lot of data about that. Crown Castle in the U.S., which operates towers and is laying fiber um, as people are using more and more data on their phones, smartphones. Uh, and financial technology as well through ING, which is an online banking platform. We try to offer really a combination of yield and growth when constructing our portfolio. But, of course, we have to put together a mix of of that, and we really believe that we can find some really fast-growing stocks in the technology sector and those related to it. But they generally are quite low-yielding, but we do expect those particular stocks to to generate very fast growth and the best dividend growth in the portfolio. So uh, the themes that we're playing with, the likes of uh, Taiwan Semiconductor and Microsoft, are uh, obviously the likes of the Internet of Things, uh, and we have mobile technology as an extra theme for uh, Apple and Samsung, unsurprisingly. I might just jump in there and ask you, first of all, why do you think it is that tech companies have historically either yielded very low returns or haven't paid a dividend at all? When it comes to tech and software stocks, does high growth necessarily mean the sacrifice of high yields? And you also, I think, have said in the past that you think this could change in 2018. If you believe that to be the case, what are the market or macro factors at play that could give rise to higher yielding tech stocks this year? Sure. So um, generally, tech companies, as you mentioned right at the beginning of the podcast, uh, are seen as growth stocks. 
they generally invest a high proportion of their earnings every year back into the businesses that they're operating. And this enables them to grow in the future, you know, really potentially quite a bit faster than the rest of the market. And that's why they're seen as quite exciting uh, opportunities for investors. When they're investing, tech companies generally are able to generate pretty strong returns for every pound, euro, sterling that they invest, um, and they receive a very high incremental return on that investment. So they are incentivized to invest themselves, not to give uh, large proportions of their earnings or cash flows back to shareholders by way of dividends, uh, because, you know, obviously they've got better things to do with the money. They want, want, to, they, they want to invest it over the long term. But technology can also change quickly. So some companies might choose to retain the cash defensively on their balance sheet, for example, in the tech sector, to allow them to invest uh, into disruptive technologies of the future or to acquire other tech companies that, that are benefiting from that. Um, there's also an investor perception, I think, that is important too, which leads corporate management teams in technology companies to really look for growth, but also uh, they're afraid of looking ex-growth. So they don't want to pay a dividend because they'll be seen to be mature or a legacy tech company that perhaps um, isn't growing as fast as the rest of the sector, um, which will lead them to be rated on a lower uh, PE multiple. I think some of this is changing, which is interesting. And to answer your question, I think, you know, I'm not sure it's going to happen just in 2018, but certainly we are seeing some change. There seems to be more acceptance that, um, certainly within the tech sector, that if you pay a dividend, you can actually grow your business at the same time. So names like NVIDIA, Tencent, and Microsoft you know, have been paying dividends and, and large dividend increases over the last uh, six months. Um, and um, there are a few people out there today doubting their growth potential. They are performing well. Tech names also in the main have very strong net cash positions um, and high free cash flow margins, generating uh, low to no returns on that cash when it's held overseas in bank accounts. So the change recently uh, that uh, Mr. Trump's uh, Republican Party put through in terms of the U.S. tax rulings uh, will actually drive repatriation of cash back to uh, the U.S. for those U.S. Uh, tech companies. And predominantly, um, you know, the, the U.S. tech sector is, is perhaps the largest part of the tech sector. Um, so we've heard Apple, for example, talking about this over the last few months. Um, where they are talking about increasing uh, shareholder returns when they repatriate some of this cash. Um, and I also think improving governance is important, which has uh, really become a focus in more recent times. Um, capital efficiency, the re really the focus on returns, return on invested capital. Um, and we've also got you know, quite high valuations in areas of the tech sector, not in all of it, uh, but in some places, uh, which is leading to less uh, M&A, um, so a merger appetite. Uh, so some of these companies, such as Samsung, we own, uh, have actually intimated they prefer to increase uh, shareholder returns through higher dividends and buybacks rather than go down the M&A route. The companies that you've just mentioned there are obviously very large companies, Samsung, Apple, you mentioned Microsoft as well. And you've touched on this already, Mark, but what about investors who want to gain exposure to sort of earlier stage tech themes and concepts? So, for example, virtual reality or artificial intelligence but still seek income at the same time, would you say the best route would be to invest in those larger tech companies that are already yielding quite a good dividend, for example, Microsoft? Or is there a way here in the UK that investors might be able to buy into those and still receive some income? 
I think you raise a very good point. I think, you know, as as I've mentioned, um, generally sort of smaller cap and perhaps faster growth tech generally doesn't pay a dividend. You know, we've we've talked about that historically. I think really, you know, as uh, tech companies mature, they tend to be growing a little less fast and they are starting to think about some sort of shareholder distribution. Um, That doesn't mean that you, you have to step aside from some of these really interesting early stage tech themes. And as you've just mentioned, Microsoft, I think that's a great example. It's a leader in many emerging tech trends. The cloud, for example, for storage of data, machine learning, artificial intelligence, you know, augmented reality, and even quantum computing, which we hear they are obviously leading uh, the charge on. So you are definitely going to be able to get this type of exposure from a very large company with a stable balance sheet, which will produce strong growth and very nice free cash flow generation and therefore a growing dividend for you. TSMC directly benefits from most of these trends as well, including cryptocurrency mining, which is obviously something we hear a lot about at the moment. The Internet of of Things, for example, autonomous driving, all of these are things that uh, really are uh, cutting-edge technologies, which um, we are using more and more processing power for. And these companies such as Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing um, will really benefit as we use more and more computing power, not just um, for our smartphones, but also in our cars, etc., So the increasing demand for memory in high-performance computing is is really a strong theme that we don't see going away. Beyond the companies that you've mentioned, which I think are predominantly non-UK, are there any companies here in the UK that you would sort of suggest to look at in terms of um, income and potentially growth in the tech sector? We don't currently own any that are actually um, sort of registered, if you like, with their corporate headquarters in the UK. We think technology companies generally, um, you know, are global in their approach. So that's the way that we look at it. We don't really try to invest um, by region. We just try to invest in the best companies that we can find globally as part of our uh, investment process. Um, But we are actually looking at Sage at the moment, which is an old favorite. Um, It has sold off more recently. um, And we think um, it could be worth uh, some, some more effort on our behalf to try and uh, get underneath the bonnet there. Um, It's an interesting company that has been a darling uh, over the years of the markets um, and, uh, you know, looks to to be a recovery play um, on, you know, areas of software for for commercial aspects. And Sage is yielding around 2% at the moment, is that right? I think that's right, yeah. Okay. Any others in the UK or sort of further afield in, in Europe that you think look interesting at the moment? So a number of other areas that we've looked at um, and we continue to look at are Cisco, Nokia, for example, as a telco, but it's obviously going to benefit from 5G. I think other software areas such as SAP. We also, in another fund, uh, have exposure to Accenture, which we like um, as a play on corporate investment um, spending, IT spending and digitalization of the economy. These are all long-term trends that we believe will uh, continue to allow these types of companies to generate strong, uh, better-than-market revenue and and, and earnings growth. Okay. Um, You've touched on this already. But do you think there could be instances, can you envisage um, sort of immediate instances in which it might reflect badly on a tech company if it were to start paying a dividend because investors start to worry they don't have anything better to invest their cash in? For example, do correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that happened with Microsoft when it first started paying a dividend. Yes, and I think that's right. I mean, we've seen a number of companies over the last 
um, sort of six to 12 months start to talk up paying dividends and uh, they've gone on to be perceived um, uh, in the very short term at least as ex-growth. Um, that's where I think we just have to take um, you know, very uh, real care as active investors to understand why the companies are starting to pay more dividends uh, and whether it's just that there's a more technical aspect going on, such as I've mentioned with Apple, where they can now start to repatriate a lot of cash that is sitting dormant you know, offshore. Um, Microsoft, of course, did uh, uh, perform quite poorly as a legacy tech name, and I think it took some time for the market to, to really understand where they were taking their business and how that would evolve, um, and for them to start to generate that uh, acceleration in earnings growth and cash flows into the business. Um, I think today, when we look back at Microsoft, um, and it is sitting on quite a high multiple, um, it's, it's sitting on a high uh, uh, valuation point because it has been starting to deliver that new wave of growth that perhaps people did, did doubt. Um, but they've actually combined that with a strong dividend payment, which you know, we think looks absolutely rock solid. The company's got a very, very strong balance sheet, um, and we believe you know, its early transition into the cloud looks to be paying off. And consequently, the, co- the company to um, in an income investor is, is a bit of a goldmine, really. You know, it gives you access to one of the fastest growing areas of technology, but also is going to continue to produce that uh, rather nice dividend, which today is around about uh, 2% or just under, but growing it at uh, you know, double digits, um, which is highly attractive as, a, as an income investor. Something that I think a lot of our listeners will have noticed um, is in the last few months and days, we've seen increasing governmental and regulatory scrutiny of certain tech platforms, primarily Facebook, Amazon and Google, but there are others too. Some might see this as a dangerous time to invest in the space generally, not just in terms of seeking income. What would you say in terms of where this is all going? Are there tech stocks which are safe from such scrutiny? And from an income perspective, I would assume that um, companies in this area who are paying dividends might see it as the first thing to go if they were hit with heavy fines or indeed significant expenses tied to regulatory compliance. I think that's a fascinating question. Uh, you know, certainly I don't think that, um, that the tech sector should be immune from regulatory scrutiny, um, uh, particularly when uh, you know, we look at um, the news with, with Facebook having uh, obviously um, allowed under its watch uh, the disclosure of a lot of personal information. Um, uh, but you know, I'd rather be invested in tech stocks that are in control of this uh, type of technology that hopefully uh, will be able to, um, uh, in the future... <laughs> Uh, be the drivers of, of the, the types of software that um, hopefully will mean that um, security is, is even better in the future and we learn from what's going on. Um, one thing I would say is that, um, you know, this is a very different sector to the perhaps the, the, the bank sector that um, went through, um, you know, many years of, of regulatory pain in terms of fines, etc., um, where the leverage was far higher um, you know, many of the, the tech stocks that we look at, um, we invest in today, um, have um, you know, net cash on their balance sheets. So yes, in the short term, it might be a bit painful um, if they are fined for these types of things. But uh, you know, in the long term, it, it, it should be something they get uh, passed pretty quickly. So uh, uh, look, I'm not, uh, it's not something that sort of keeps me up at night really worrying about regulatory scrutiny. But um, you know, certainly, I think these companies are well positioned to continue to provide a lot of growth. Um, and, you know, if you're invested in something like Apple that is talking about contributing $350 billion to the U.S. economy over the next five years, you know, a few billion in fines really pales into insignificance. Um, so 
you know, I think these companies are well positioned to, to, to grow, uh, and certainly investors should have some exposure to them. I'm not suggesting that you go out and buy tech funds today. Um, I think really the discipline of companies uh, in this space starting to pay dividends, I think, keeps them honest as well. We know that over the long term, that discipline tends to provide better shareholder returns over the long term as well. Thanks, Mark. Before we finish, are there any other points that you want to add about income in the tech sector? It's just interesting where we sit at the moment. I mean, we're very aware of how well loved the sector has been and is today, um, how well it's performed. As I mentioned right at the beginning, you know, you've had a nearly 80% return over the last three years from the sector versus 35 for the wider index in sterling terms. But we do continue to see it as a very, you know, a very attractive sector. There are long-term trends, improved competitive dynamics as supply has become more concentrated, and strong fundamentals, thanks to the strong free cash flow margins and low balance sheet risks that we see today from many of these net cash positions on the balance sheets of the large tech companies. Um, this is really important as well and quite timely when you know, we're seeing interest rates or the threat of interest rates rise uh, and also the cost of part of that, the cost of borrowing in terms of uh, other companies uh, using the debt markets to finance their growth ambitions. Um, you know, tech companies are largely immune from that. So um, we think it's a really interesting time. Um, we think that our, our tech names uh, are not overvalued. Um, and that um, many traditional income strategies that you know, have ignored this sector and will continue to do so actually put themselves at a disadvantage. Um, we think it's a very natural sector to invest in for our income growth strategies, and we continue to work very hard to find more ideas for the portfolios. Mark, thank you very much for joining me today. A really useful discussion, but I'm afraid that's all we have time for. For more of our podcasts, search for the IC in iTunes, Acast, or the Investors Chronicle website.